I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. And to think that I'll get to a point in my life where I won't be able to go up or down some stairs because I'm 60, um, because of my sort of genetic predisposition as I saw it, was quite was quite sad. But having heard you say that, it really feels much more like a choice than it is genetics. We have this expression in my field, which is that genes load the gun and environment pulls the trigger, right? Some of us have genetic predispositions towards being you know, more likely to get diabetes or heart disease or this or that or the other. But our great, great, great grandparents in different environments weren't getting these diseases or they were getting them at much, much, much lower frequencies. So that was a quick clip by Dr. Daniel Eiberman. He's a Harvard professor and evolution and physical activity expert. And the main thing he was talking about was a concept called epigenetics. Epigenetic literally means above the genes. So all of us are born the way a code, but it's our environment, meaning our behaviors, our habits, our inputs, our stress levels. Those are the things that ultimately determine which genes are expressed. So you may have a disposition to have cancer, as an example, but you may not actually express that gene because of your behavior, your activities, your environment, your stress levels. It's not necessarily willpower or even genes that determines who you are. It is your environment, meaning the inputs that are constantly coming at you. The foods you're putting in your body, the information you're consuming, the stress levels, even the people you're around and how they think and what they do. But there's another great quote. And basically this says is that you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. One thing I would invite you to think about are who are the five people you spend the most time with? I actually did this in my journal today. I wrote down the five people I spend the most time with. And a question I asked myself was, do these five people represent my desired future self or do they represent my past self? And admittedly, two of my amazing friends in my top five. And these are the five people I spend the most time with. I mean, the five people I communicate with the most. They're the five people I bounce my ideas off the most. Two of these people who are some of my absolute best friends represent more my past self than my future self. Even though they're some of my absolute best friends and will remain that way, they, if I'm just being honest with myself, they do not necessarily represent my future self, my desired future self, the person I desire to be. Yet three of those people do. Three of those more are a reflection of my desired future self. And as human beings, we have an incredible ability to adapt. This fits with the if epigenetics, that as we put ourselves in new environments, as we surround ourselves with different types of people, and also as we gain better forms of knowledge, one of the most important things you can do if you've got bad habits, and we all have bad habits, by the way, is intensely educate yourself. For example, if you smoke, educate yourself completely on smoking. There's a great book. Also, I think it's called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. The more you educate yourself on these topics and the more awareness you get, the more understanding, it becomes really easy to let these things go. There's another super important concept. It's called the 80-20 principle or the Pareto principle. And this is the idea that 20% of your inputs create 80% of your desired outputs. And so 80% of your life, basically there's 80% of your life that represents your current self and your past self. 80% of your life right now is irrelevant to your desire to teach yourself. But there's the right 20% that has the highest upside. This is higher quality, less quantity. And basically your attention span is the number one bottleneck. Our attention is actually more finite than our time and depth of our attention is going to determine the impact and the quality of our time. Space and time, by the way, have been talked about as kind of like the matrix. They're like the headset that we put on and based on Einstein's theory of relativity, 
space and time are very flexible. The way that you make massive leaps as a person is by clarifying your attention, by improving the depth and quality of your attention. If you can really get into a flow state and go really deep on a few high quality things, call those 20% of things, then you will make massive leaps and it will feel like you're really slowing down. You'll start getting 10 times the result of normal people. This is the 80-20 principle is, is that by going deep on that 20% and by eliminating 80% of your life, 80% of your life represents your past self and your current self. It's things that you're maintaining out of habit. It's things you're maintaining out of security. These are the things, if you're not the 80% of your life, the information you consume, the food you consume, 80% that's coming in, the 80%, which represents basically anything that's holding you back from becoming your future self. You want to optimize for the 20% and go deep on the 20% and get 10 times better, higher quality, less quantity. But the 80% of your life, call it information, 80% of the information you consume, maybe just habitually on social media or even just the people you're around, again, back to environment. That 80% that's coming in is reinforcing who you are now. And so if you strip away that 80%, if you cut off that environmental signal, and from a epigenetic standpoint, you're removing the things that may be turning on the signals that may be creating things that you don't want in the future. There's a battle between your present and your future self. And there's a lot of research on this, by the way, by Dr. Hal Hirschfield. He wrote a great book called Your Future Self. As human beings, we tend to inflate and magnify our emotions in our current selves. And I dramatically underestimate and undervalue my future selves, emotions, and situations. In the present, I will, I will do a lot of things, engage in a lot of behaviors or inputs, environment essentially coming in that will dramatically negatively impact my future self. So the best things you can do is just cut out the 80%. Cut out anything that doesn't meet your future self filter. There's a great story about this by the British rowing team. The British rowing team basically was not very good for a long time. And then they applied a principle, a filtering device, and it was a simple phrase. Every time they were tasked with a decision, asked, for example, do you want to eat the donut or do you want to go to the night before the, the meet? They would always ask, will this make the boat go faster? And if the answer was no, then collectively as a team, they would they would just say no. And so you could always ask, "Will is this within my 20%? Is this something that's going to help me become my desired future self? And if not, then it's in the 80%. Another way of looking at it is, is this something I'm seeking for short-term relief? short-term security, short-term dopamine. All of those things are likely in your 80%. Certainly, obviously, you can engage in recreation and enjoyment, and that those things fit in a different category. Those are actually very important forms of recovery and an important part of flow. But the 80% that I'm talking about is just the stuff that honestly is keeping you stuck in your past and, and present identity. And by stripping away 80% of your inputs and by overly optimizing the 20% that really matters, it's actually very easy to become super healthy, super wealthy, Obviously, there's certain factors at play. If you optimize for the 20%, if you strip out the 80% and you're focused on higher quality but less quantity in terms of your attention, then you're going to learn much more. You're going to be much healthier. You're going to be consuming less food, but better food. You're going to be consuming less information, but better information. This is a powerful thing for me, and it's something that I'm openly and honestly admitting to myself, is, is that various things that I'm dealing with in my life mostly due to my epigenetics which would be mostly due to my environment, which would be mostly due to my behavior, which would be mostly due to my choices. And I'm just openly acknowledging that there are many things I'm facing now that are based on bad choices, bad habits that I've had. And now I get to decide what I want to do. I can eliminate the 80% and I can focus on the 20% of things that matter. I can hire coaches and get support and help get connected to my future self, raise my floor. By the way, when you strip away your 80% and you stop saying yes to things you used to say no to, you're actually raising your floor as a person. And your floor is essentially your minimum standard. And your minimum standard is a representation of your commitment level. And there's a great quote in the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, that says that your results are based on your commitments. So your input shapes your outlook. Your genes 
are like the loaded gun, but it's your environment that pulls the trigger. By putting yourself in proper environments, getting super healthy sleep, raising your floor in all ways, raising your floor in how you view your past by reframing trauma, by turning it into what Dan Sullivan and I would call a gain rather than a gap, turning it into post-traumatic growth, where you view your past as happening for you. So you can raise your floor on your past. You can raise your floor on the information you can consume by people you're surrounding yourself with, how you spend your time. By raising that floor and by eliminating the 80% and by going deep on the 20% and 10xing the quality of that that's most relevant to your desired future yourself, you will begin anti-aging. It's not really about complexity. It's it's literally just about quality. Yes, you can get coaching. Yes, you can invest in that. But it's really simple. Raise your floor in your fitness. Raise your floor in your sleep. Raise your floor in your diet. Raise your floor in your information. Raise your floor in your information and consumption. Less but better. Raise your floor in who you're with. Get connected to your desired future self. Very powerful. It's really powerful when you raise your floor, when you raise your minimum standard and you just start operating and normalizing a higher level. Hope you enjoyed this. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. If you haven't done it yet, please buy my book, 10X is Easier Than 2X. Down below, you can get it. If you've already read the book, please leave a review on Amazon. That would help me a lot. Thank you. Have a great day.